Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Peds's Game Shack. Uh, today we have a returning guest, Kerr9000, who you may have heard previously on the podcast and also on Pugsy Crew Reviews, where me and Kerr tend to talk about films. How you doing, dude? I'm alright, chap. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just chilling out. Just had food, so I'm a bit late. Coming on to record. Uh, well, I'm a couple of days late coming on to record. <laughs> Better late than never. Exactly, exactly. I'll try and get this edited today to send out, but it'll probably be tomorrow. So they. <laughs> so you been up to much other than playing games? Been watching any cool films? Shows? Um, been watching a lot of a show called Killer Kids, which is obviously about kids that have killed people. Um, it's like a true, killed... true documentary stuff, like or... yeah, the, yeah. It, true life stuff. The kids that killed Jamie Bulger, there was an episode about them, and um, it's interesting. Apart from the fact I usually watch a lot of true crime, and unfortunately, with it being killer kids, they like set it up like who could have done it, and it's like, well, the show's called Killer Kids, so it's the kid in it. Maybe, maybe in the yeah. background, sometimes you never notice, but there's a little goat, and it could be that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only explanation I've got for you. Otherwise, yeah, if the show's called Killer Kids, it's going to be a kid. Um, <clears throat> speaking of the true life stuff like that, me and the missus have been watching Fear Thy Neighbor quite a bit. We've watched like five series seasons or something, four seasons, and that's really good. It's about basically, if you haven't seen it, two neighbors who don't like each other. And then one of them ends up killing or almost killing the other one. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a bit of it. It's, it's, it's good fun. Yeah, it's not good fun because, you know, people actually did suffer, but, you know, it's some, entertaining. Some of it's over stupid shit, isn't it, really? It's... Um, honestly, most of it comes down to noise. Most people just get fed up with, like, someone's kids are playing outside and it's getting on their nerves. Someone got a dog that barks every so often. It gets on their nerves. Some of them, like, it's, it's mostly that. But some of them are a bit more sinister. Like, one of them I was watching, it was, like, this guy, he moved into his sister's uh, apartment in uh, New York, and then he got infatuated with a woman, found out the woman was, like, married to a guy older than her, and was also the guy who, like, the guy who, the, the intendant or whatever they call him. The people who work around the thing fixing things, the handyman, basically, I think he was. Oh yeah. And he ended up killing both of them because he just became fucking insane. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, like I said, some of them are a lot more sinister, but most of the time it is someone's too noisy, someone's a bit messy, like the garden isn't as nice. Some people, it's literally they want their street to be a certain way, and if someone isn't like perfect to their standards. They end up arguing. It becomes a massive feud, and then after however long, they end up killing them. One of them I watched yeah. was a two-parter, and that was awesome because it wow. ended up with one family dying in one one episode and another family dying in another episode. Because, but it was spread over two episodes because it was two different houses that got burnt down. It was like fucking hell. <laughs> you know, one of them. <laughs> One family was like two elderly people, so at least they're at the end of their life, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as bad as the second family who were two adults and I think it was seven kids. Wowzers. I think there was eight kids, but one of them was like a bit older and old enough to be working and was out working. It's the only reason why she survived. 
fucking shocking stuff people will do yeah. just because they want their town or their how their street in a certain way. It's like fucking get a grip, you crazy twat. Yeah, it's mental how people just let infatuations or arguments or get a hold of them and you know, sanity runs off essentially. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Fucking it's it's crazy. Anyway, let's get on with the podcast. Uh, for those who are new, we do three segments, which are currently playing top news, and uh, we play together. Uh, currently playing is obviously talking about what we're currently playing. Uh, top news is discussion about news uh, in the gaming industry, usually. And uh, thirdly, uh, we play together. It's a game that is picked specifically for the episode that both me and Kerr, or me and the guest, play. Um, which today is to the moon, which is, you know, something we'll talk about soon. Uh, so as we're going to be talking about the Game Awards, we're probably going to be using that for the top news. I mean, probably going to have to keep the currently playing a little shorter, I would say. Or we're going to have a really long episode because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the Game Awards, I suppose. Um, so anyway, what are you currently playing, Kerr? Well, it does tie in a little bit to the Game Awards because during the Game Awards, they showed all the new modes in Fortnite. And yeah. I've been making my way through some of them. I've tried the Lego mode and the Rocket Racing mode and the Fortnite Festival mode. Yeah. And... How, how are you finding them, man? How would you rate them? Um, Battle Royale, No Build, uh, Rocket Racing, Lego World, or whatever it's called. Lego World is a different game. <laughs> Uh, and then the dancing shit. I can't remember what you just said. Uh, well, the festival one festival is basically Guitar Hero. It is, yeah. Minus the and, guitar. <laughs> yeah. It, it's guitar. enjoyable enough, but the buttons they've picked... I, I don't... I'd like it if they made it so you could change the buttons because it's left and right on the D-pad are two of the... Because it's exactly the same as... Guitar Hero, where it's coloured buttons going down a stream and you have to press the right one at the right time. Yeah. Left and right's one, and then it's like X and A or something. And it really does cramp my hands on the Switch. Yeah, I enjoy I, it. It's decent, but it if I could make it left and the R trigger and the R, right trigger and A or something, I'd be able to like play more of it without feeling incredible cramps. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I did play it once with one of the kids, Damod, and we did a set list of four songs, and I didn't I didn't mind it. It was all right. Like I would rather play something like um, like Guitar Hero Rock Band because uh, yeah, it is Harmonix yeah. who, who who's done the mod. Harmonix behind the original. I think it was two Guitar Heroes, and then they went on to make Rock Band. Um. So yeah, I mean I. I'd love Beatles Rock Band. That would be the one I'd return to if I was going to really want to play this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rock Band is something we do occasionally set up. We've got the stuff like under the stairs. So sometimes I will set it up and we'll all have a little jam. I tend to sing because no one else in the house was... Everyone else refuses to sing. So if if someone does sing, it'd be me. And I cannot sing. If you've heard my Twitch sing <laughs> streams, I cannot sing. But my missus is like, no, I'm not singing. No one is hearing me sing. I will never sing. My kids are like, no, I'm not singing. And it's like, well, I'll have to do it then. Or we'll just all play one instrument and deal with it. So there you go. 
So how, how would you find? How, how would you rate that out of the lowest? Is it the the festival stuff? Worst of it? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'd, I'm not saying you're saying it's bad. I'm not saying you're saying it's bad. Just saying that it's not as good as the other modes. No, it's it's something you'll go to occasionally to pass some time, but it's not something you'd like boot the game up for, really. Yeah, especially as they haven't really got my kind of music on there as well. I like Lady no. Gaga and whatever fucking else is on there. I prefer. Metallica! <laughs> so there. I think the best thing I could find on there was that Cake by the Ocean, because I quite like that. But it, there's not a lot of stuff I like on it. Yeah. It's got to appeal to a broad audience, and that's the problem. Yeah. Well, it's not the problem, but that's the problem as to why I don't like the music on it, because I like, like metal and stuff, whereas on there it's more pop, rap and stuff. Yeah, more current stuff. I'd I'd be eighties if I'd have made it. It'd be all like aha and stuff like that. Yeah, but and then there's the Lego, which essentially is a Lego variant of Minecraft. Really, it is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like a from what I remember, a little of Lego Worlds. It's kind of like a stripped back. Not stripped back, but it's like a, a variant of that, which that itself, I think, was like a variant on Minecraft. Yeah. Apparently, more people are playing that than Battle Royale at the moment, which I don't really see. Obviously, it's just for the novelty, but... Yeah. I, I, I've, I've built a few asses and messed around a bit, but if I was going to play that sort of stuff, I'd recommend Dragon Quest Builders, really. Yeah, Dragon Quest... I haven't played much of Dragon Quest Builders, but that's... Very story based as well, isn't it? So there's a lot more to oh, it yeah. than just building. I think that was one of my main issues with Minecraft. It's like, yeah, it's cool, you know, being creative. But if you're not very creative like myself, having a nice story there actually helps. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Quest Builders gives you a reason to build, and that helps keep you coming back. With Minecraft, you've got to be incredibly creative and sort of have visions in your head of what you want to achieve. With no real reward for achieving them other than sort of being able to look at yourself and go, oh, job well done. Yeah, little pat on your back, like, mm. on yourself. That's about it, really. The new one I really like is the Rocket Racing. I, I think that's really playable. Yeah, I like um, I liked it, what I played of it, but I will say it's nowhere near as good as Rocket League. No. Nowhere but near. it's a good distraction. I yeah, think, it's, you know, definitely, it's definitely a fun, fun mode. Um, but then it's a Psyonix-made thing, I believe, so you'd expect it to be good. Yeah, that's the one I actually see myself returning to. I think I will play games of that between Battle Royals, whereas the other ones I'll probably play when they do something where you win a new backpack or you know a different skin. Or, but mm. other than that, probably won't bother too much. No, it's understandable. Uh, it's a bit. I wouldn't say they they bad, like I said, but they just not as enjoyable as other games that do similar things. I me. mean, whether they will get a built upon, they probably will. Knowing with the uh, epic know, and the yeah. live service bollocks. Um, but yeah, battle battle royale is still my main my main go to of the five mods or however many years four mods. But I yeah, tend to I go no build. I can't do building yeah, because me too. I hate building. In the in in the beginning, I didn't mind building back in the day when if like two hundred years ago when it first started Fortnite. So like, 
because <laughs> people weren't like uh like people would build stuff but it wouldn't be like all of a sudden you start shooting at someone and all of a sudden there's a massive fucking sky fortress whereas before people oh. just build a couple of walls and maybe a couple of levels and then you would do the same and it'd be like a nice balance to it whereas now it's just like and all of a sudden you literally got a castle to fight against and it's like what how am i gonna get to the person that's what i liked when i was playing the um uh chapter three i think it was chapter three season something they added in a flame bows so when people started building with wood you just set on fire and when they block themselves in with uh metal you just shoot it with a gas bow and they, they they die from the stench it was great. Bring them all back, I see. <laughs> I mean, that's what keeps it going, though, isn't it? The fact that they're always filtering different maps in, but they're always filtering guns in and out. And so you kind of find yourself pulled back to go, well, what's the current thing? What guns are... But I didn't like when it went to OG Fortnite. No? It, I, I really enjoyed OG. Ba- I found it too basic, but I think it's probably because I was quite late on the Fortnite train. So yeah. I never saw the original, so I didn't sort of have the nostalgia for it. I was just like, well, this is a bit limited. Ah, see, I didn't why mind it. Why can't I get in cars, and why can't I do this? And like When I first played Fortnite, it, it was before the season stuff. It was still in, in uh, beta and all that sort of thing. So when I first played it, it didn't have half the stuff it had, even in the OG seasons, because it was before yeah. that. And I only played it like once or twice in season one. And then I came back to it in season two, I think, or chapter two is when I came back to it. So I missed all the season one stuff, and a uh, chapter one stuff. God damn it. And I came back in like season two or three in chapter two, and then I've been playing it since, but I tend to only play with the kids or uh, some people from G-Arcade on occasion on a Sunday. Uh, but we haven't done that for a while now, which is a shame because it was always good fun. But Yeah. You know. I play it either with my nephews or sometimes with my daughter, but... Sort of one I enjoy it the most is when me and my missus play it because we are probably like the most communicative. Yeah. We do work quite well in tandem. I'm the one that's killing people more and she's the one that comes and saves me when I've got in over my head. She's good <laughs> at hiding and retreating and grabbing your card and getting to a van. and Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, for me and my kids, it's like... We just shoot stuff until we die, <laughs> which happens a lot. Uh, uh, you've been uh, you, you've been enjoying the new chapter, then? Yeah, I think it's it's a good map. I think the trains are cool. It's, you know, it, it, Peter Griffin's funny in it. <laughs> I think it's funny <sighs> that he's in a uh, massively buff Peter Griffin. I mean, he's been rumoured for ages and apparently sprites have been found in the code before. And So I'd give up hope that he was ever going to be in it. So it was quite a nice surprise because it had gone to the point where you're like, no, nah, they won't do it now. <laughs> I wonder what's next. The guy from American Dad, whose name I forgot. I was going to say Roger, but that's the alien. Yeah, that is the alien. I'd like Stewie, but I think obviously because he's a tiny baby. Yeah. Well, do you remember <laughs> the old um, Captain Commando game where you got the baby in a mech? Yeah. Stewie like that. So it's the little head and hands at the top and he's got a robot body that's like awesome. I think that'd be mm. cool. Kind of like uh, Rick and Morty. Morty's got yeah. like a little robot too, doesn't he, when you play as Morty? Whereas Rick hasn't. <laughs> Rick is just normal Rick. <laughs> uh, 
Um, have you been playing anything else? I've been slowly making my way through Paper Mario. Oh, no, it's not Paper Mario, is it? It's Mario RPG. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. The, the Switch one. But I've been playing it in half-hour chunks, so I kind of don't want to overly rush it. I mean, Are you finally? I like it. It's uh, really good. I mean, I never played it when it first came out on the SNES because I've got a feeling it didn't come out in England. I might be wrong. No, it didn't. I don't know if it even came outside of Japan. I know it did in America. It did, I did it? So it didn't come, it didn't come to Europe then. Maybe. But I played it on emulators like basically when the PlayStation and Dreamcast were a thing. But yeah. I've not played it since then, so it's it's nice to play it again and I didn't remember that much of it. It's, you know, almost a new game to me. Yeah, well, I played it, I think, on the Wii eShop, maybe? Um, originally is when I first played it. And um, I only played a little bit of it. And then I stopped playing it because that's what I'm like sometimes. I just play a game and then I move on like way too quickly. And it's like, why have I done that? I need to go back to it. And I'm like, I've got like, even games I've streamed. Like, why have I not played this for ages? I need to go back to it. And then I think, too late to go back to it now. <laughs> I can't remember it. I'm going to have to start again. And I'm like, I can't bother to start again. So I'll just play a new game. Um, so if I was to go to it, I'd probably... Mm, the majority of the game would be new to me. Yeah. Are you finding the combat now then? Because from what I remember, it's similar to uh, Paper Mario and uh, Mario and Luigi with the timed button presses and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you you say what you're going to do and then you press to do it and then you like hit the button just before you're going to hit the enemy to do more damage or there's things where you bounce and if you keep hitting the button at the right time, you'll bounce again. It's, it's handled pretty well because I know that can make or break things like that because... If it feels like you're doing it and it's not acknowledging it, it'll drive you up the wall. But this feels pretty good. The only thing I didn't like is there's a bit where you run at doors. Right. And you're running alongside another character and you have to run perfectly in sync with them and press the button as they hit the door. Uh-huh. And, oh, God, they should remove that. It really pissed me off. <laughs> I think I had to run at the door about 30 times and I was nearly at the point of just going, oh, fuck this, I'll play somewhere else. Damn, that's that's irritating. How how, the, how, how does the visuals uh, look on there then? Because obviously it's a remake, like a full on remake of the original title, and the original title at the time looked really, 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 really good. But when you look at it now, it's kind of a bit not great because of obviously it was like three D rendered visuals on a SNES, which is obviously not going to be as good yeah. as later co- consoles like to be honest playstation and n64 are not great looking nowadays but like nah. playstation 2 onwards i think it's it's fine but um how is this looking then because obviously they've changed the visuals and stuff does it look nice does it still keep in with the theme of the original still have the same kind of style yeah it it looks like what your mind would remember the original to look like before you like really looked at it and went oh was it really like that so it <laughs> But you do get the feeling like this could have been managed on the 3DS sort of thing. It's not cutting edge or anything. It's nice, but not Not out of this world. (laughs) It's just not nice enough. There's in jest. 
But uh, yeah, uh, have you been playing anything else before we move on to the Game Awards? A little bit of Street Fighter Six, not much. That sort of slowed down as I started Paper Mario. Uh, I want to get Street Fighter Six. I haven't got to it yet. Because like, I'm like, ooh, I want to get it, but I want to get the Ultimate Edition, but it's like over 100 quid, and I'm not spending that much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I saw it when it originally came out, and even the basic edition was 50 quid, and I was like, no. I got it from Game in the end when it was on offer new for 19.99, and oh, I thought, good. at that sort of price, I'll play it, and then if... They bring out a disc that's, you know, super ultra, extra fighters, extra cost. You know, you don't feel so stung at buying that. Yeah. I, I was only thinking, like, I'll, I, I want to get the Ultimate One edition. Because it means that I don't have to worry about the stuff that comes out. I'll get it for a while yeah. anyway. Because they always do, like, Season Pass 1, Season Pass 2, Season Pass 3, Season Pass 4. And then by, by the first or second one, your, your Ultimate thing is chucked in the bin and you have to start buying them anyway or you wait for the next version of the game Su- uh, Super Street Fighter 6 and then maybe yeah. you'll have some of the extra characters or Ultra Street Fighter 6 <laughs> and you'll get some uh, more characters it's like, ugh, Jesus Christ It's like I know people that are playing that Mortal Kombat 1 and it looks good but I didn't get 11 until the sort of Ultra version came out because Yeah and I think, you know, Mortal Kombat 1, is there going to be an Ultra version? Because if there is, I either want the normal version second-hand from somewhere on the cheap, or I want, you know, to yeah. wait and get the super-duper one. Exactly. And the problem with uh, Mortal Kombat 1, from the sounds of it, is microtransaction riddled up the arse really bad. I think there was a... Uh, Warner Brothers had um, uh, a fatality that you paid £10 for, I think. Fatality. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I know people People were messing with the clocks on their consoles because apparently if you'd missed something being gettable, if you messed with the clock, you could then get it and it'd be cheaper than waiting for it to roll around again. Also, I remember reading something about it and thinking, shit, that's shocking. a lot of messing about. It's, it's, it's shocking that we've ended up in the position where companies... Uh, they've always been about money, clearly, but now it's got yeah. to the point where they're just taking so much advantage of people, especially people who have issues. <laughs> it's yeah. like, like with the gambling mechanics of loot boxes and stuff like that, it's just like, ah, oh, fuck off. That's the thing. Um, yeah, Fortnite makes money out of you, but I'm like, at least Fortnite, the game's free, and then you pay for the skins you want and stuff. And you yeah. know what skin you're getting. You've decided, I want that Terminator. I'm paying that. I've decided that's worth it. Yeah. I don't like random loot because you might get stuff you think's a load of shit. Yeah. And I don't like, I'm like, pick a lane. Don't, don't have a game that you're paying 40, 50 quid for that then has season passes. Yeah. It's Either be free that. with season passes or be a full game where I spend whatever you ask for and I've got everything. Yeah, and more makes it worse is when they go, yeah, we've already planned the DLC. <laughs> it's like, I, I always wonder how much have they held back the DLC? Yeah. How much of it was a part of the game and they've gone, oh, we keep it back. Bugs me. I know in the past, there's been some games where the DLC is literally on the fucking disc and what you are buying is a tiny piece of code that goes, yeah, let and play it. Damn, that sucks, man. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about the Fortnite store and similar games... That is a bit. 
is a way that they take advantage of people in a way is they'll put it up and they'll go right you got this amount of time to buy it and then people will be like oh shit I, I want that but if every skin was up all the time then I don't think it would be so bad because it means that people are not rushing then to be like fuck I've only got an hour to buy this I need to buy it now because it might never come back and it's giving that FOMO then yeah and there's a weird thing where some stuff seems to repeatedly come back forever and then there's other stuff that you hardly ever see exactly and you never know what the thing you want's going to be you're like oh this dragon ball character's up is it going to be one of them where it'll come back up every month and i don't have to worry or is it going to be one of them where if i don't get it you never it will. might be a year till it's <laughs> up again or it might never come back yeah uh, shit in that regard but i enjoy fortnite but some of the practices behind it are a bit shitty. And I think that's yeah. one of the things that Mortal Kombat 1 has done at the rotating store. So you've got to pay £70 and then have that shitty practice on top of it. Like, it, it's not as bad when it's free, but it's still not exactly great. But again, not as bad. <laughs> no. And the Switch version looked fucking comical of Mortal Kombat. Oh, could you imagine paying 70 quid for that? That game should have either oh. been half the price of the Xbox PlayStation 1 or just shouldn't have been released. Yeah, yeah. And then you look at things like Doom on the Switch and you're like, how? How, like, how can that be so much better than... Yeah, you, you don't barely know that Doom's any different to play on the Xbox One. But yeah, yeah. It's a massive difference between them. But you look at your Mortal Kombat and you're like, shit, that makes the Switch look really, really weak. It does. They do need to release a new console, though, because I want one. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh. So... We shall move on to the top news. And the top news, we're going to talk about the Game Awards. Would you like to go through the Game Awards first, the awards themselves, or the games first? Because we can go, if we go through the Game Awards first, we can stop talk about the ones that we actually care about. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll go through the awards first. All right, so the first one you had. The first Game Award we had was for Best Family Game Award, which had Disney Illusion Island... Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Wonder, which the winner was Super Mario Wonder, which from where I've played, surprised. it's a really good game. I haven't played three of the games, but two of them are very good. Uh, the two I played is Sonic Superstars, Super Mario Wonder. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it I seems played. good to me. Illusion Island, something I was interested in, and then I read stuff on it where apparently you don't actually attack any enemies. And I was like, oh, no. I wanted it to be like the old Castle of Illusion and that jumping on stuff's head. So I was like, nah, I check out I think it's meant to be a Metroidvania, but you change between characters as it's instead of just normal upgrades. But I'm not sure exactly how it works. Don't quote me on that, because I could very well be very, very wrong. But I'm not. I'm always right. <laughs> Innovation in accessibility. Diablo 4, Forza, Hori uh, sorry, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. Yeah, innovation in accessibility by making you pay for uh, even more shit than normal with Mortal Kombat 1. 
Uh, Forza Motorsport is probably because they've got a lot of stuff uh, like disabilities and stuff as well as even as simple things like some games not having a colorblind option, shit like that. Because I, I, yeah. I know people who are colorblind. I, I'm looking at one right now in the mirror. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, Microsoft have got that cool adaptive controller as well, haven't they? So yeah, yeah, they have the big massive thing which looks really cool. You know, if, if I needed it, then I would aim for that, you know? Oh, I mean, I don't need it, but you know, if I ever saw one second hand on the cheap, I think I'd buy it just to fuck around with it because it's interesting. Yeah. Which says something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best performance. Uh, this was a uh, voice performance. Ben Starr for Final Fantasy Sixteen, Cameron Monaghan for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Idris Elba for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Melanie LeBird, I think it is, for Alan Wake 2. Neil Newburn for Baldur's Gate 3. And Yuri Lowenthal for Spider-Man. As in Marvel Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, Neil Newburn won that for Baldur's Gate 3. And while I haven't finished Baldur's Gate 3... It is fucking awesome, and and honestly, the like I haven't played all these games, but like all the fucking characters that I've met in Baldur's Gate Three should be being nominated for this because they're all fucking brilliant, really good. I've, Everything about it is great. I've not played it, but I went and looked up some footage of the actor talking in character because I wanted to, you know, see the performance. And having seen it, yeah, fair copy seems like he's done a really good job. Yeah, yeah, fucking brilliant. Gotta, gotta be honest, like, uh, really enjoyed it. And I like the the narrator's great. All the characters are really good. The only person who isn't really well voiced is you, a character, because I don't think they speak. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone else speaks. Uh, best narrative. Uh, you've got Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Cyberpunk Twenty Seventy Seven, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy Sixteen, and Marvel Spider Man Two. And the winner was Alan Wake Two. Have you played Alan Wake 2? No, I played the first one, but I've never touched the second one. Yeah, the second one I started and I was like, oh, this seems interesting. But I, di- I didn't really enjoy the first Alan Wake. But I've heard so many things about this one being better, so I'm hoping that is the case. Because I want to enjoy it. Uh, best debut indie game? Uh, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, Viewfinder and Cocoon. Cocoon was the winner. Uh, it is nothing to do with the film Cocoon. <laughs> no, I did wonder that when they were announcing it. I had to go and look what it was. Yeah, I, I don't think I've played any of those games. I've never heard of Pizza Tower, to be honest. Over you find, I don't think. No, they but were Dredge I've quite... heard of, and Vember, and Cocoon. Cocoon I've got downloaded, ready to play. Uh, I think I have with Vember as well, if it's on Game Pass. Or I might be thinking of something else. You interested in any of them from what you saw them? Uh, not overly. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Best action game, Armor Code 6, Fires of Rubicon. Dead Island 2, Ghost Runners 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Remnant 2. One thing I've noticed with this year's Game Awards, there's a lot of something, something 2, something, something 2, something, something 4, yeah. something, something 6, something, something 16. There's a lot of sequels or remasters in you remakes that kind of thing it's like there's all the fucking new inventive imaginative games 
you know? Yeah, it is a problem, isn't it, if everything's a sequel or, you know, feels like everything's a sequel. Yeah. Uh, next up, you have Best Art Direction with Alan Wake 2, If I Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Alan Wake 2, again, was the winner there. Uh, again, I've, I've only played a little bit of it. You don't... You haven't played it. You plan on playing nah. it? Probably not. It's it's not something that's appealed to me. Ah, that's fair enough. I really enjoyed Control, which was the last game they made, uh, Remedies. Uh, so yeah. I thought I'd give it a bash because like there was a lot of things to like about Alan Wake, Alan Wake, but I just found the gameplay a little boring. Whereas this one seems to have more to it. So I'm hoping that will be the case all the way through. Um, best VR AR. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, Humanity, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, uh, Resident Evil Village, and Synapse, uh, or Synapse, I think they said it was. And uh, Resi Village was the winner of that. I have yet to play Resident Evil 7 in full, Resident Evil Village at all. So I've only briefly played it, and I've certainly not played it in VR. I'm, I've not touched much VR stuff, to be honest. I've got Resident Evil 7 in VR on PlayStation 4. Uh, maybe I should set it up and play and be like, oh, I'm scared! And then everyone will laugh at me because I'll do it on stream. <laughs> uh, best mobile game? Uh, you had Final Fantasy 7, Ever Crisis, Honkai Star Rail, uh, Hello Kitty Adventure Island, sorry. Uh, Hello Kitty Adventure Island. Uh, Monster Hunter Now and Terra Nil, and the winner of that was Honkai Star Rail. Haven't played it. I've touched, I have barely touched Genshin Impact and they, by the same company, but I haven't really played it. Yeah. It looks alright, but yeah. I, I didn't like Genshin, so. And I don't really like mobile phone games. Yeah, well, it's, it's a mobile phone game that looks fucking amazing, to be fair, but it's on PlayStation 4 and 5 as well, I think. Yeah. And that's what I would play it on is the PlayStation instead of the uh, phone, because fuck that. Yeah, I don't see much point in playing games on the phone. I have usually carry around like a little retro playing console, like a Pow Kitty sort of thing. Yeah. And I'd Makes be playing that if I'm at... I know I'm in, I'd be playing the Switch or the Xbox or the PS4 or something, so... Yeah. Uh, best audio design Alan Wake 2 Dead Space Hi-Fi Rush Spider-Man 2 Resident Evil 4 the winner was Hi-Fi Rush and it's one of the few games I'm looking at on these lists that is fucking like a new inventive fun looking game I haven't played it again I've downloaded it ready to play I just haven't got around to it because there's too many fucking games I've briefly played some and I like the art style and I think it's got good audio so it's a fair winner I think yeah Games for Impact, A Space for the Unbound, uh, I Can't Read My Own Writing, Chants of Sinar, I think that says, Goodbye well, uh, Volcano High, Chia, which I thought was pronounced Chia, but it's actually Chia, uh, Terra Nil and Venba, and Chia won that. Again, that's a game I think that's on Game Pass that I need to play, but I just haven't got around to it because there's too many games. Yeah, I mean, that one looks decent. Yeah. Another game I was interested in playing was that Goodbye Volcano High, because it kind of 
gave me a similar kind of vibe as um, another game that came out that I'm trying to stall to remember the name of, but I can't all of a sudden, and I fucking really loved that game. And I know Jawa did as well. It was the one where you play as a cat. Can't remember oh. his name. Oh well. But it was really good. <laughs> the only cat thing I can think of is that stray. No, you play as like a cat, yeah. humanoid cat. Oh, and right. um, you... It's like a... Kind of like, you know, 2D... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it all of a sudden. I don't know why, considering I really, really, really enjoyed it. It'll come to me probably after the podcast, and I'll have to, like, edit it in, even though I'm not going to do that, because I can't be bothered. Uh, Best score and music, you have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and Tears of the Kingdom, and Final Fantasy 16 won that, which is surprising, because... Of the audio, you would think the audio design and the best score music would kind of come together, but I guess yeah. audio design and the actual just music of it different. It is different, but you know, you'd still think you'd think if one's good, they're both good, sort of thing, really. Yeah, I'd expected Zelda to win it, but I think that's because I'm partial to Zelda's sort of style of music. Yeah, I do a love Zelda. Uh, best indie game, uh, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Sea of Stars was the winner. It's a game that I want to play. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I want to play it because I actually backed the game in Kickstarter. I had it so that I had a copy for the PlayStation 5, the Xbox, and I think I've got another physical copy coming. But what's annoying is, is I've, I backed it to get it on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox because that's the the, the package I went for. Um, mainly for the physical edition, but you've got a copy of whatever dig, uh, digital as well. And yeah. um, what's annoying is, is as soon as it was, as soon as it was uh, like before it even came out, it was announced to be coming to PlayStation Plus and Xbox Game Pass. And I was like, fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, that is a pain. It yeah. looks brilliant though. Like, it does you know. look awesome. I need to get to it like fast. Got so many games I've backed that I haven't even got around to playing. Like Beacon Pines is another one. Been out for a few months now. Still haven't played it. Backed it. Ugh. What's wrong with me? Best community support: Baldur's Gate Three, Cyberpunk Twenty Seventy Seven, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, and No Man's Sky. I think it's fourteen anyway. I did write sixteen down in a second. Was it fourteen? Fourteen it was. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 won that. Uh, I don't know what the community support is. It's probably uh, helping the community, but uh, i not followed on what has happened in the community stuff with anything. I just play my games, talk about my games, and that's about it. Like I don't, don't follow I, that kind of side of things. You know? I kind of thought No Man's Sky had win, because, yeah, it released in a mess, but that game has had so much done to it since yeah. it came out. Yeah, and I it's agree. like I think all pretty much been free, and it's just been a never-ending train of them giving you updates and extra stuff. But yeah, maybe Baldur's Gate Three's done something I don't know because I've not followed that game that much. It's definitely worth picking up. It's on the Xbox now as well. If you haven't got a PlayStation or PC that's capable of playing it, I only know because it came out on the night of Game Awards. I think. 
Oh, cool. I think so, anyway. Uh, best fighting game, Gods of Rock, or God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2, uh, Pocket Bravery, and Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy 6! <laughs> Street Fighter 6 was the winner. Uh, Street Fighter 6 is, out of them games, is the one I would want to play. Personally. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I think it's a good game. I really like it. It's something I've played enough to review. Yeah. Uh, I'd never heard of that God of Rock. Yeah. I've since watched videos and stuff. It's a weird guitar hero meets Street Fighter sort of thing. It's, yeah. Uh... Something I wouldn't mind having a look at myself, but, you know, I just know that Street Fighter's going to have good combat. The only issue I have with games like that is I'm really bad at them. I'm not too bad. Years yeah, ago, I'd have said I was good. <laughs> I entered an Art of Fighting 2 tournament and came fourth, and there was, nice. like, prizes of money from one to three, so I was a bit knocked at the time, but I think as I've got older, I've played less of them and more, like, yeah. Fire Emblem and stuff, so probably a bit rusty by comparison to what I yeah. used to be. lost your edge, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most anticipated game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Hades 2, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken. I thought it would have been between Like a Dragon or Hades 2, but the actual winner was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, because I forgot it's a Final Fantasy VII thing. And for some yeah. reason, everyone chows down on Final Fantasy VII's cock. I don't know why you're so fucking loved. <laughs> My most anticipated is Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Yeah, I'm a big played... fan of them. Yeah, I played the last one star in Ichiban from start to finish, couldn't put it down had to keep going back to it, I've even replayed parts of it and uh, the day Like a Dragon's going out, I go on, hol- on holiday so uh, I won't even play it for about a week after it comes out oh, that sucks man, you're going to have to just like take it with you <laughs> <laughs> just take your Xbox with you best ongoing game, another one I thought that uh um, no Man's Sky would have been winner for, but it wasn't even included. Uh, you have Apex Legends, tw- Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and uh, Genshin or Genshin Impact. I think it's Genshin myself, but some people say Genshin. The winner of that was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I can understand why because that game also released in a huge, huge mess. Yeah, but you know, I I don't know. I I, I think uh, I've never played it. I played a little bit of it. I played. I did one stream where I played it for like two or three hours, and it seemed all right. But I was like, "Ugh, I'm playing so many games, and this is going to be a massive game. I'm going to spend loads of time playing." And the other game, the I am don't tend to do that with games now because I know I'll end up spending too much time doing it if I do it by streaming, like two or three hours yeah. a day. Uh, and that's not every day. That's just the days I stream it. And like I've done it with Breath, uh, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. And apart from playing games with Cumberdanes. I've pretty much streamed nothing else, and it's like, ugh, it's getting on my nerves now. Not the game itself, the, the streams. Nah, the streams yeah. are a bit like. But I don't like playing I it. Grabbed... Like, um, a lot of people will be like, oh, well, I'll do grinding offline, I'll do this offline. But I'm like, no, if I'm playing the game on stream, I'm playing all of it on fucking stream. I'm not playing some of it on stream because I may as well not bother playing on stream at all. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. Oh, thank no. you. You had uh, Best Adaption next, which was, uh, you know, games adapted into other media. Well, shows or films. 
Uh, Castlevania Nocturne, I haven't seen it. I really need to. Gran Turismo, I have no interest in it. Last of Us, I haven't seen it, but I don't know if I really need to. From what I think, it follows the game pretty closely. Super Mario Brothers movie and Twisted Metal, which Twisted Metal I want to check out just because I think it'd be fun. Uh, the winner was obviously yeah. Last of Us because it's Last of Us and everyone sucks that one's dick too. Uh, <laughs> I like The Last of Us. I think it's really good, actually. <laughs> the show looks good, but it it's not been available on anything I'd got. And when I've seen it for sale, it was loads. And I'm like, well, it'll come somewhere you can watch it on the cheap at some point. Yeah. I think it's on Paramount Plus, isn't it? Or was it on Sky Atlantic or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, I used up my free trial of Paramount Plus. Just I think me, it was to watch do it again some with of the a South different Park email or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, just, just have the missus do it. <laughs> uh, best action adventure: Alan Wake Two, Spooderman Two, Resident Evil Four, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Which was actually the winner? And out of those games, I would put that one on the top because it's the only one I've played eighty plus hours of. Yeah. Night in the Woods is the game I was thinking of with the cat. Oh, yeah. Do you know how I remembered that? Because Jazam, a fellow friend uh, who's yet to appear, appear on the podcast, but appeared on the GRK Twitch cast and uh, has been on a lot of my streams, he literally just went on the game and my Steam thing popped up in the corner saying, Jazam is currently playing Night in the Woods. And I'm like, that's what it was called. <laughs> For a fucking coincidence, that was that was the powers that be guiding me to the correct answer for the name of the game I meant to say, or something. <laughs> uh, have you got any interest in Spider-Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Star Wars Jedi? Survival. Um, I was gonna get Resident Evil Four at one point. In fact, when I went into game and ended up coming out with Street Fighter Six, I'd gone in for Resident Evil Four. Oh damn. So, you know, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But and then Capcom I sort of games, Capcom happy. <laughs> that I don't... I haven't finished a Resident Evil in ages. I used to finish all of them. Like, one through to sort of five, and Zero yeah. and Veronica. I did all of them, start to end, multiple playthroughs. Um, oh, even the first Revelations. But then some of the later ones, six, seven, I've just like bounced off ah, that's fair enough they're quite different to what they were different style yeah. of game like but I, I think uh, Remake 2 is really good uh, I didn't finish Remake 3 oh well best RPG Baldur's Gate 3 Final Fantasy 16 Lies of P Sea of Stars Starfield and uh, I enjoyed Starfield but I don't think it belongs in a best of anything fucking list uh, well, Baldur's Gate 3 won I, I enjoyed it and I, I enjoyed it, but there was issues with that game and if and it's I know it's daft, but it's so archaic in so many ways. It's like yeah. it's like fucking Morrowind but with in space. Uh like it plays like those games. It's it shouldn't be in a best of anything fucking list, in my opinion. Obviously other people are entitled to their own opinions and can tell me to fuck off. But uh I, I don't think it it belongs there, especially when you got games like fucking Baldur's Gate 3 included in it. You know what you're getting with the Bethesda games, don't you? If you jo- yeah. enjoyed Oblivion, every game since Oblivion has been Oblivion, but it's yeah. been Oblivion post-apocalyptic edition and now Bol- Oblivion space edition. Exactly, and I think that's one of the big issues with it. Bethesda need to like pull their fingers out a little and actually 
innovate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could play Starfield now for 100 hours and enjoy it, but I could equally go back and play through Oblivion again. Yeah. My original save on Oblivion was 180 hours. So it scratches that itch, but I do recognise when people say it's basically not changed, because it hasn't. It, yeah. Playing a new Bethesda game is exactly the same to me as when I stick on the original XCOM and play it. It's playing something that I enjoy, that meets a pattern I enjoy, that I always have. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a completely fair... Uh, like I said, I really enjoyed it, but with the issues it had with bugs and all that, but to be fair, it's a massive game. With the various issues it had, the way it was portrayed originally as being you can travel anywhere, kind of, it made me think of No Man's Sky, and that's how it came across. It was never confirmed to be that, but it was kind of implied, I think. Yeah. And it never turned out to be that. It was like you just click loads of maps and stuff, which is not very fucking fun. So, you know, there's like... It's a bit, uh, it's like, I think it's very, very fun, but at the same time, I can look at it objectively and think, nah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, that's just me. Uh, it best, doesn't move uh, games forward, that's the no, thing, isn't it? No, it doesn't, it doesn't at all. You're looking for video games in the awards where you can go, oh my god, this changes the landscape of gaming, now we've had this, this raises the bar, it's a jumping off point, I want to see things next year that build on that and shock me even more and Starfield yeah. is just treading water yeah yeah I think that's the good way of putting it really treading water best sim slash strategy advanced wars 1 and 2 reboot camp city sky uh, skylines 2 company of he company of heroes 3 fire emblem engage pikmin 4 and the winner was pikmin 4 I haven't played it but I love, oh, I love it I'm a bad three-fifths of the way through Pikmin 4, but I just stopped playing it because other stuff got released I wanted to play. I will go back to it. It's just, when? Yeah, they need to stop releasing so many games, man, so it can be like when I was a kid, so that I only can play games on occasion, and that means I actually can play some to the end, which I never used right. to do as a kid because I used to go out and play a lot as well as stay in and play games, so lots yeah. of time, yeah. I'm not like kids nowadays who sit in and just do nothing. Ugh, kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to do an old man rant. <laughs> oh. uh, best sports racing game, EA Sports FC 24. F1 23, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, The Crew Motorfest, and the winner was Motorsport, as in Forza Motorsport. And I bought... I bought the uh, edition that when you've got Game Pass, you can buy like the upgraded edition for like cheap in comparison to if you bought it full price. And I've done like an hour on it or so, and I'm just like, this is just nowhere near as fun as Forza Horizon. Why'd I bother? Still on my hard yeah. drive, and it takes up like 130 gigabytes of data, and I'm like, I might just delete it. I briefly played it, but I hadn't finished the one before. And I thought, I'm not starting a new one. I'll just play the one before. Because mm. otherwise you end up constantly starting a new one and being five hours into the new one and then going, oh, I'll start the new, new one. And Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit, uh, you know? Yeah, it's a big time sink. I think you've got to be very into your racing. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm not. I can't even drive because it's just something I've never wanted to do. And I, I legally can't anyway. Now, 
uh, due to DVLA take my license off me due to disabilities and medications. Yeah, I mean, I'm epileptic, so I'll never drive, but... Uh, best multiplayer. Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4. Don't know why I put Diablo Y. <laughs> party game, party animals, Street Fighter 6 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Baldur's Gate 3 won that one. I'll give you a little story, right? This is going to be spoilers for anyone uh, for Baldur's Gate 3. It's not a major spoiler, it's about a squirrel. Me and people from America play D&D on a Saturday night at uh, 12 a.m. our time. About one week, most of the group couldn't make it, but two other people could. So instead, we decided to play Baldur's Gate 3 together. And two of the people who were playing, one of them hosted the game, and we all jumped in. And we all met this squirrel who was being nasty and attacked one of the players. And you could talk to the squirrel if you have speak with animals as an ability. A spell and uh, they did speak to it and it was really nasty like but I think you can talk to it tidy but me and one of the guys convinced her to do the opposite of that and just kick the squirrel and of course she clicked kick the squirrel and the gnome decided to sprint as fast as it could and boot the squirrel flying at a oh, rock wow. oh. it fucking died and then we were I, I was literally laughing for about 20 minutes I literally thought I was going to die from a heart attack from the laughing I'd done after that, because I did not expect that. I thought it was going to, like, jump out the way or something. It didn't. And then every so often, um, the guy, the other guy who was with us, he would he took the squirrel and would just put it in places and we were searching so that oh, she'd just wow. find the dead squirrel in the fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> and she feels bad about killing the squirrel to this day. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, it's a really good game. It really is a good game. Uh, player's voice. This is one way just the players, uh, the gamers, the voters get involved and none of the um, behind-the-scenes people like the edit editors of games magazines and that get involved. Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Lib, as I put it, because I couldn't be bothered right Liberty because I was bored. Genshin Impact, Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and the winner was Baldur's Gate 3. Deserving winner. Uh, best Game Direction, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spidey 2, Super Mario Wonder, Tears of the Kingdom. Alan Wake 2 won that. Uh, game of the Year, so this is the final one. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Resident Evil 4, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and Spider-Man 2. The winner was Baldur's Gate 3. Again, I think it's a deserving winner. Out of those games, I've only played three of them out of the six. And uh, two of them I, I would be dis dis struggling against, which would be Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate 3. They're the, th the two that I'd be like, oh, I don't know which one I yeah. would pose Game of the Year. Super Mario Brothers Wonders the other one, and I, I wouldn't put that as my Game of the Year, even though it is fan-fucking-tastic. Thing is, when you look at it, this thing really was a big win for Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2. Because they're the two names you hear all the way through this. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really disagree with it there, man. And if you were part of the team that made either of those games, this would be a night where you would just be over the moon. Yeah. Basically, you know, your work being recognised. Exactly. 
Uh, we'll move on to the announcements, shall we? Yep. I watched all the trailers in the show, and I made quick notes on all of them. Well, I say quick notes. In total, I made 2,642 2, words of notes on this shocking show. Yeah, I have no idea how many I, I, I wrote her on paper, because it's easier to write. Uh, yeah, I did them on computer, so it tells you, but... Right. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So the first <laughs> game, the first game announced was uh, leaked, but it was Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons remake. Yeah. Now, my opinion is is I'm not a massive fan of remakes and, and remasters and stuff in general. Like, I don't think they're needed when you can if it's um, all the time. Like, I understand when it's, like, something like Super Mario RPG, then. Or, like, the original Silent Hill, or Silent Hill 2 or 3, where they remastered them. Unfortunately, they were shit remasters. Yeah. But I can understand why you would remaster something that's difficult to get, right? Yeah. Completely understandable. When you're remastering a game that you can play on your PlayStation 5 and your Xbox, what's the fucking point? No, I think, you know, 10 years you want at least between a game being remade. It's just like it's still like I'm not sure how long ago it was made. It might it might have been near that long ago, to be honest. It don't feel it. It only no. feels about four, but yeah. But the thing is, you, you can play it on your PlayStation Three and your Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. You can play it on your PlayStation Four and your uh, Xbox One. You can play it on your PlayStation Five and your Series X. What's the fucking what? what yeah. Why? Why do you need a remake? It's and the thing simple, is, if everything keeps going backwards, compatible, you know. Just yeah, daft. It's a simple game. It's accessible. There's nothing I can really see that it'd, it'd benefit from. It plays perfectly fine still. It's actually a game that I've played and finished twice. So, too soon, not needed. Agreed. Uh, we've got next up, we've got... I thought I, I, my writing's awful. I actually thought that was Dead Island 2 Panda. But it's Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be getting that one. We'll be uh, doing a whole episode on that, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I need to... I never played Pony Island properly, but it's fucking weird, and I need to. Pony Island 2 looks even more fucking weird, though. Because when it first came up, I was like, okay, this is... What the hell is this? Because it didn't come up with a name at first. Like, what the hell is this? It's like a puzzle game, but also first person and weird. And I was like, oh my God, it looks bonkers. Oh my God, it's Pony Island 2. No wonder it's bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll continue through the games, right? I was thinking. But anything that, if you want to stop to talk about one specifically, yeah, sure. that'd be great. But only because not every game, any, either either of us are going to give two shits about. And we'll just no, be like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't like that game. Don't like all of it. And it's kind of a bit like last day. You know what I mean? That's all yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, the next was The Rise of the Golden Idol. And uh, all I thought is, is it looks like a puzzle game because it didn't really give a lot of anything. No, I didn't go away from it thinking much. Yeah, it was just like a puzzle game. Okay. Uh, an usual June I've got written down. Action game with a Mystery. It looks all right. <laughs> it's literally yeah. raw. It looked all right. Like again, some of these trailers were a bit like not enough shown, or it was just CGI. And I'm like, yeah, cool CGI. 
Yeah, you kind of think, oh, that's some generated stuff. When the real trailer drops, I'll care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Arknight's Enfield. I thought it was Honkai Star Rail at one point, but I think it's not. <laughs> I don't think it's got anything to do with it, but I thought it was something to do with that. But it, it was just like a JRPG-like thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Any thoughts? No? No, no. The Matchless Kung Fu, I think that's what that says. Uh, and I said, looks like a silly city builder game with action and shit. Looks okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like it could be good. Depend. It's one of them things, anyway. It's a mix of stuff, and it depends on how it mixes. Yeah, how they blend it all together and how uh, how good the parts are. Because a game where you have different like gameplay styles, they all need to be decent-like for it to be really good. Yeah. Like, if you've got like, one bad gameplay style that's not in it like once that's it is like one a game once or twice compared to the rest of the game and it's not so bad but if everything's a bit mediocre then you're gonna end up with a pretty bad game because it'll just feel like a fucking slog yeah it pulls it down uh warhammer 40k rogue trader and i was like oh that looks all right yeah that looked decent it looked kind of like uh, XCOM or something, didn't it, with the turn-based yeah. tactical stuff? Um, the only thing that worried me a bit is I've got another 40k game on the Switch that I got on the cheap. I can't remember what it is, but it's with Space Marines, and that looked XCOM-y, and that's a bit crap, actually. So I was like, well, let this one at least not be as bad as that. <laughs> and I can't remember the name of that one now, but it was like reduced to one thirty nine in a sale or something. So I probably yeah. should have seen the writing on the wall with that. Yeah, no, Jason will come online with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up was AC Assassin's Creed Nexus VR game, which I actually thought looked really cool. Yeah, like visually um, it wasn't amazing or anything, but it looked like a fun little Assassin's Creed game where you're in VR stabbing people in the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> how can that not be fun I have really loved some of the Assassin's Creed games they've been a bit hit and miss but number four I absolutely loved yeah I'm a, I am I really enjoyed right the thing is with Assassin's Creed I think I've been through this before a few times I really enjoyed the first game's main assassination missions the rest of the game was a bit of a chore but the main assassinations were great Assassin's Creed 2 uh, the Ezio 3 the three Ezio games after that then so 2 um, and whatever the other ones were called, I can't remember. Brotherhood and oh, Revelations. Revelations, yeah. They I, I enjoyed three. I didn't like very much. Four I thought was amazing. Rogue I didn't really get on with. Uh, and then Unity I finished and thought was, and then I never finished one after that. So <laughs> I think I got burnt out, and then they changed the style yeah. even more, and it's like. When they change it to the Origins style, I'm like, eh. I played a bit of it, and I was like, nah, this isn't, this isn't right. When I assassinate someone, they should die, not just turn around and go, fight me, mate! You know? <laughs> I started playing Valhalla and was really enjoying that one, and then just stopped because something else came out. Yeah. Mirage is the one I want to try most, out of the newer ones. Yeah. It, it seems to be old-school AC, which is, for me, more interesting. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, Harmonium, the musical I thought it looked interesting it's about a deaf girl 
who uh is trying to um she's trying to like she enjoys music but obviously with her being deaf it's a bit difficult so i think the game is is trying to revolve around that and it looked interesting an interesting concept isn't it i mean i've seen where there's like deaf people will put their hands on a speaker because they enjoy feeling the pattern of vibrations and that's how they sort of experience music yeah yeah so it'd be it'd be cool to see how that one pans out. I'll keep my eye on that one, I believe. Well, no, I don't believe I will. <laughs> um, windblown. Uh, isometric roguelike mystery. I think I I, I can't really read my writing, brother. I like the look of the trailer. I think it says. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know. When some of the early rogue games came out, I was quite into them, but I get a bit fed up of it. Yeah. It just seems like an overbattered genre. Uh, it does at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. You get that from time to time, don't you? Like the Space Marine thing and, and, and the brown games in 360. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where everything's brown and like grey and brown. Yeah. And... and fucking miserable. And not in the fun way of miserable, like the darkness. Um, Next up, I put Thrasher down. And I... This, this is literally my, my note. No clue what to make of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what it was. So no, you got me thinking. Nah, no, so that obviously went out of my head. Uh, so the thing is, some of these uh, games that pop up are, um, are doing ad breaks, and it's hard to tell if it's part of the show or not. I'm like, is this an ad or not? With some yeah, of them, I've done I was, that. I was skipping around because when you're suddenly going to have fire dancing or people doing a concert, I'm like, no, I'm. Uh... Yeah, I skipped one of the uh, like I skipped them all, but one of them I skipped specifically the old gods of as the old gods of Asgard because the songs that tend to be in uh, Remedy games like there's one in there's two in control one in control that's by the band who played live um, there, and I was like, well, if I want to hear the song, I want to hear in the game first because like the one in control is at a certain part of the game and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to ruin the context of it. Exactly. So I just skipped that. And then I skipped the other ones as well, because I just wanted to get through it. Uh, Persona 3 Reloaded, uh, or Reload, is just Persona 3, but nicer. And yeah, I, I mean, the Persona games are cool, so it, it's going to be good by default, really. Yeah, my exact words were, looks like Persona. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Persona. Uh, Dave the Diver Dredge was the next one up, which uh, I was like, oh, it looks like a spooky version of uh, Dave the Diver, but uh, it's a crossover between the dre- uh, Dredge and Dave the Diver. So, there you go. Next up uh, was nice to see uh, uh, World of Goo 2. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, cool, man. I haven't played World of Goo for a long time. And it was like, oh, it's a shame they didn't make these. Another one of these. Or something like that. And I was like, oh, it's the little kids from the fire game. But, uh, little Inferno. Oh, Little Inferno, yeah. Yeah. It looks like the kids on it. I was obsessed with that. I, I, it was awesome, so I don't blame her. <laughs> I wrote down like something like Man Shao or something, and I was like, okay, there's no note, it's just a circle, so I must have wrote down Main Show, and my writing is oh. that bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I put A M A N S A S H O A, but it's actually Main Show. <laughs> 
to be honest, the notes I've made are full of where it puts the red and lime underneath stuff because it don't make sense. Because I think I yeah. was typing it so fast. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm writing while looking at the screen, looking at the page. So I don't like pausing every time because it take even you'd, longer to get through. Yeah, you'd I'll be pausing enough as it is. <laughs> uh, Exodus. I said, looks okay. Sounds interesting. Dead it. spacey Mass Effect alien vibes. Yeah. But then with the powers, it made me think of Saints Row 4. It looks like it could be really good, but it also looks like they, you know, they could drop the ball. It's It's could, got potential. It, yeah, they could do an anthem with it. Yeah. Uh, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. Uh, that should be out now already. By the time this episode is released, it should be out. And it's free. If you've got God of War Ragnarok, it's free. Which, you know, you can't really beat that, can you? No. Free stuff. Exactly. I agree. Uh, Big Walk. Uh, that's by the people who did Untitled, Untitled Goose, Goose. Game. Yeah. yeah. Untitled Goose Game was awesome. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's a meme game. It's a meme game. But when I played it, I didn't give a fuck about the memes. I just played it on the day it came out and fucking enjoyed it. I don't give a fuck about anyone else and the, all the fucking memes. Yeah, I get the honk thing was a meme for a while, but that was yeah. like kind of after the game came out, the whole honking thing started. Like, it was the day beforehand, but after the game came out, it was worse. But the game was really fucking fun. Really simplistic, but really fun. I've got a note on this one. This was a trailer for a game called Big Walk that looked like the creator of Morph, the little animated dude of the painting kids show, got high on shrooms, and Codus tries to put his brain on screen. <laughs> it didn't appeal to me, but I'm sure there's a segment of the indie market that will be wanking like crazy over it. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think I d- I would give it a try because I enjoyed the last game. I'm willing to give this one a bash, especially as it seems to be like a co-op game. Yeah. That'd be fun to play with a group of friends. I didn't put much of it. it. Looks a bit odd with the character, uh, the character characters against the realistic background because they're obviously like yeah. caricatures instead of doesn't not, really gel, uh, does it? Yeah, it's like two different art styles that don't really meld very well in my opinion but i think it, i think it may end up being good but who knows and the only way to find out is by playing it yeah or reading all the reviews and then disagreeing with them playing it anyway <laughs> prince of persia the last crown i said i i genuinely think that looks pretty good yeah i do uh, I just, like, my exact notes were, looks good, shame is made by Ubisoft. <laughs> wow. It'll shame is made by the sexual bugging. fucking predator people. Oh. <laughs> that's not what I wrote, that's what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Uh, It'll Fortnite. come out buggy as well. Uh? It'll come out full of bugs. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, Fortnite Lego came up, but it was a Trailer I'd already seen. Yeah. Uh, uh, Senwa's Saga, uh, Hellblade 2. Uh, I think it looks really impressive visually, but, like, I need to play the first game, so this game is, like, on my radar for after I play uh, Senwa's Sacrifice. Yeah, I've got the first one, but not really got into it, so... It's supposed to be really good in a game that's really best played with earphones on. Yeah. So you can hear all the stuff going on. I don't know much about the game other than that. It's meant to be quite short as well. Like, really short. Maybe that'll be an, an episode in the future. 
Hellblade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up was uh, Ka- Kamuri. Kamuri. I look nice. Yeah. It's 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 um it may it's made by the people who made Ori, so should be alright. No, that's a different game. That's no rest for the wicked. This one just looks yeah. nice. I don't remember. Kimuri, I think it's called. Like K E M U apostrophe R I. Kimuri. Uh, yeah, I, I remember like the look of that. It looked looked visually nice. Most of the things, if it looks nice, I'll say, yeah, it looks nice, but, you know, where's the gameplay? Where's the blah, blah, blah? Yeah. You've no? got to see enough to know about it, haven't you? Yeah. Or see enough, but not anything that will spoil the game at the same time, so they've got to be careful what they show. <laughs> that but, yeah. No Rest for the Wicked looked really good, I thought. It did, yeah. It did look good, and it's quite different gameplay style to Ori as well. It's like I isometric, roguelike, yeah, I think, I could, as well. I couldn't quite work out. There was bits of it that looked like a fast Prince of Persia Diablo cross. It was really hard to work out what the gameplay was. I, th- I think I think uh, that's what it kind of is, like a cross between those. Uh, next up was uh, it was talked about Sega and it showed Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, and it showed like much better visual, not better then, but more modern visuals and stuff. And they're saying that they re, uh, rebooting those series, well, bringing them back then. Uh, Jet yeah. Set Radio, like I said, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, which I thought was already back, Crazy Taxi, and more. Woohoo. What a time to be alive. More fucking Sega. I <laughs> know, oh, I loved that. I think Shinobi's the one to me that really looks like the standout so far. Yeah, I like the art style of that. It's got a lovely art style. It looks 2D. I think Golden some Axe of the shit... 3D, didn't it? Yeah, so did Streets of Rage, which I think that's sometimes where Sega's dropped a bollock is when they've took a 2D game into 3D and messed up the gameplay. It's yeah. like that Golden Axe Beast Riders was pretty pants, really. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Shinobi just looks like a... Modern Shinobi. Ex- yeah. And, and look at... <laughs> I know this is going to sound... Uh... Mean, but Sonic. <laughs> yeah, two D to three D. Uh, it's a problem when your characters gotta go fast. Uh, the next up was uh, Dragon Ball Sparking Zero, and I said I will get it. I don't know what the gameplay is gonna be like. I don't know much about it, but I'm gonna get it because I like Dragon Ball Z. Uh-huh. I've heard that it's um, supposed to be like a new version of that uh, Dragon Ball Budokai that was on PS2 and GameCube and stuff. Oh, well, I'll be playing that then, definitely. Um, uh, I mean, I loved all of those, and I love Burst Limit and all that. The one I've not played that I really need to play, and this made me think of, is that Kakarot RPG. Yeah, Kakarot is awesome. I've played through it. I've got, I bought the edition where you get the DLCs for free, but I haven't actually played the DLCs, so that's something I need to get my... Uh, Again, pull my finger out my ass and get to it because I've, there's three of them, I think. I am playing yeah. either of them. Oh, yeah. I it's know. definitely something worth playing, man. It's really fucking good. You like Dragon Ball Z, especially. Oh, I love Dragon Ball Z. Back in the SNES days, there was a Japanese Dragon Ball RPG. And I remember downloading a translated ROM for it and playing it on PC. Mm. And I'm like, why could this have not come out ever here? I, I remember doing that with one, and it had like cards in it. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, that was a great game. Yeah, it was. And I think it was the, the one I had was translated from a French ROM. Because it was really popular in France, Dragon Ball Z, for some reason. And uh, they released games in France and not in other countries in, the, in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Shite like. Uh, the, ca- the casting of Frank Stone. And I put these are my notes. These are literally my notes. No clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what, 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 what am I supposed to say about that? Like. Isn't it something to do with that Dead by Daylight, or have I? It is, yeah. I think it's like uh, Supermassive Games are working with the people from Dead by Daylight to make a full-on single-player story game. It's not going to be like it's kind of like do you know, like League of Legends has got a League of Legends story and they've got different games yeah. now and the the Netflix show. I think that's what they're doing with that. It's a Dead by Daylight story, basically. I think that's what they're going for. Which could be good, because I've played some limited Dead by Daylight and not really liked it, because I'm not a massive fan of a lot of online stuff. Yeah. So there's potential there to take that engine and, you know, craft a solid single player. I think, I think, don't quote me on it, isn't Supermassive Games the people behind, like, uh, Until Dawn and uh, Man of Medan and that kind of game? I'm not sure. If it is, it'll probably be like that. I might be wrong. Oh, someone's ringing the doorbell. Give me a second. Next up, we had Visions of Mana. And uh, I, I thought it looked really nice. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, it, like visually, it was sexy. <laughs> oh, I, the only thing... I hope it comes to Switch or Switch 2 because it's something I think I'd love to play handheld. Yeah. Um, I, that's, the thing is, I, I'm not really sure on that front, but then again, I haven't really played all the Secret of Mana games. Like, I've played Secret of Mana 1, but not a lot. And then Legend of Mana and or Mana, whichever, what the hell ever it's called, because Mana is meant to be the pronunciation, but I'm not sure if it's Secret of Mana or Secret of Mana. Some games say I Mana, it's a Mana. Ways. Yeah. So, Secret of Mana is, uh, <laughs> is the only one I've played, and I think it's like four of them, isn't it, with this new one coming out? Yeah, um, it's weird, isn't it, because there's like Game Boy ones and whatever, and... Yeah. Mana's actually number two. All right. It's a very strange series because obviously I think some of it was Japan only and stuff. And ah, that helps. Bloody people, not bloody releasing the games everywhere. How dare they? How dare they make us suffer? <laughs> but yeah, that's something I'm interested in. Keep my eye on. But again, it's going to be. Uh, depend on if I get to the earlier games first. I don't want to play a newer game and then go back and then be like, oh, missing certain quality of life features that I would like to have. I I know there's like a mana collection, isn't there? Um, Yeah, I think so. Tales of Mana or something, or... I'll have to have a look where it's on. Yes, I shall do that. Then look for a price. I know the PS4 got a remake of Mana, but I know people kind of crapped all over it. Ah, right, that sucks. 
Apparently it's good graphically, but the game hasn't changed in the slightest from the original. It's like graphically tarted up, but plays identical or something like that. I remember there being a controversy around I, it. I rem- the issue you've got there is, is like, you can't win in some ways, because some people will be like, yeah, they've changed the visuals, but the gameplay is the same, and then other people will mourn if they change the gameplay. Well, where do you go from there? Well, yeah, I mean, I know you can get that one, the PS4 one, off that game collection website for about eight quid. So when it was 40 quid, that was a problem, but I'd probably get a punt at eight quid. Yeah, seems worth it. Rise of the Ronin, I said. Looks like a co-op Souls-like. Looks very typical. Yeah, it's a carry Tecmo game, isn't it? So the Dynasty Warriors people. It's also a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's that's, that's, uh, something I can play, but it just looks a bit... I think the problem with a lot of Souls-born games, Souls-like games nowadays, is they're all... (laughs) I know it sounds daft, because it's not a genre that's been around for too long. And uh, it's also, like, they've been around for longer than fucking Souls, like, but they, they I think, most popularised them. But the very specific way they've done is kind of by the numbers now, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just a bit like, uh, we'll see. Co-op one sounds fun, though, if it's proper co-op. Kind of like this remnant from the Ashes and playing with Cumberdanes. It's the same kind of thing. It's like a shooty Souls-like game. But, oh, uh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Uh, <clears throat> then you had Outlast Trials. I think that was a. I wasn't sure if that was a trailer or not because I'm not sure if it's out or not. I'm not sure. But I wrote that down, Outlast Trials, and I said, "Looks fun." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks looks alright. Looks like uh, Outlast. Od, which was the Kojima thing. And I wrote down hyperbole and cocksucking. <laughs> <laughs> hyperbole and cock. That's literally what I wrote because I was like, Jesus Christ, the way they wank off Kojima's on fucking yeah, real. It's over he's the done top, some man. good stuff, but it's you know, he's overly hero worship. The only thing that makes me stand up and take notice of this is that it's a co-production between him and Jordan Peele. And I'm a big fan of Jordan Peele's horror films. Um, Us and Get Out. I think they're brilliant. Ah, nice. I haven't seen them, so I'll have to get on that. Oh, fantastic. Um, I can't tell you that much about him because it'd ruin him sort of thing. Yeah. Don't, something don't read about him. Don't IMDB him. Just watch him cold. Us and Get Out. All right, will do. Uh, Black Myth of Wukong. Again, it looks like a typical Souls-like. Yeah. But it has a Journey to the West inspirations to it. But it does look quite nice at times. Yeah, I mean, Journey to the West or, you know, it's what we saw as the TV show Monkey. Yeah. I think a lot of people like it. It, I mean, Dragon Ball is limitedly based off that to an extent, but... Yeah, the original Dragon Ball, yeah. Yeah. But we had that game, if you remember, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Yeah, that was based on it as well, wasn't it? And that was cracking, but it didn't really, like, take hold. No. You kind of... Nobody had played it. I was like, oh, no, I'm playing this Enslaved... What's that? I like, enjoyed it, know? but I didn't... But it didn't. I thought it never ended properly and was found out that there was supposed to be DLC that uh, ended the game properly. Yeah. 
which I didn't know about, so it's something I need to lock into. I can finish the game. So I can finish the fight on, like, Master Chief. Um, next we had Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. And I, I think it looks alright, like. It, it, it looks very, very different to the Arkham games, which I guess is what they're going for. But it's been so long since they made a game, it seems. Like, Arkham Knight came out, like, 70 years ago. At least. It's one of them where it looks good, but you need to play it to know. Yeah. Another thing is, is with games that are like that, they are definitely meant for co-op, and uh, I don't think playing it without another three friends is going to be as enjoyable as, nah, as playing it with three friends. I think playing it on your own or playing with randoms is not going to be as anywhere near as fun as going, hey guys, let's jump into a game together. That's my thoughts, anyway. Yeah, sounds fair. It's, it's certainly looking that way. Yeah. Uh, Warframe? Uh, I haven't really played much of Warframe. I'm really... Like, I played it when it first came out on the PlayStation 4, I think. I played it for, like, an hour, and I was like, eh, and I, and I left it. But it looks a lot more interesting now than it did. Um, so maybe it actually is. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that. When it came at Warframe, I was like, oh, I tried that ages ago, it's crap. And then they started showing stuff, and I was like, oh, actually, you know, doesn't look too bad. Doesn't. I agree. Might, might have to have a look into it again. Uh, Tales of Kinzara Zhao. I thought it looked pretty cool. And uh, the, um, I think it's pronounced Zhao, Z-A-U. Uh, yeah. I thought it looked pretty cool, and like the the whole thing behind it, the story behind it is is obviously like a, an homage to his the 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 guy's father who's working on the game. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it's good good story from the heart. You know, looked very Metroidvania sort of thing, and it also yeah. kind of Black Panther, Hollow Knight kind of vibes to me. But I'm, yeah. Uh, you know, that guy's speech did touch me. It's one of the few speeches where I didn't go, ah, shut up and forward past it. You could <laughs> tell he was speaking sort of from the real depths and you're like, yeah, man, I've... You know, everybody's lost someone and you you can tell it was a genuine speech from him. Yeah. Yeah, i got to agree with you there, man. Uh, <clears throat> lost Records, Bloomin' Rage. That's what was up next. And, uh... I, I can't... Doesn't it, it didn't really show anything much. No, it's from the Life is Strange people, isn't yeah, it? And it, yeah. uh, it gave me sort of Stephen King It vibes, because, you know, you saw young characters and then it said 30 years later, and I was like, is this kind of, um... Oh, Stephen King It? sort of Life is Strange game, because if so, that could be alright. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed Life is Strange, but I haven't played Life is Strange 2, Life is Strange True Colors, and Life is Strange something else, before the storm and the other Life is Strange. But I need to get to them, because I, like I said, I really enjoyed the very first one. So, there you go. Uh, the first book of Kazan, uh, another Souls-like. Looks okay. Yeah, it sort of made me think of vampires in Castlevania Lords of Shadows for some reason. The blood and the the way the characters looked. No, I didn't even think of that game. 
Um, I've never finished Lords of Shadow, and I like Castlevania. Again, it wasn't really Castlevania, was it? It was more God of War. Yeah. (laughs) Castlevania skin. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Apex uh, X Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yay? Yeah, it's just another case, in it, of one of those, like, seasonal games going, let's get in tight with something people care about. Yeah. It's not something that I gave a shit about. Uh, nah. Hon- Honkai Star Rail Penicone, I think it was called. And I was like, um, er, and that was my notes. Because, <laughs> like, what did it show? Did it show any gameplay? I can't remember. It's just, like, a load of bollocks chatting, from what I remember. Yeah, it all started to go on to sort of mobile games at this point, didn't it? And Yeah. Well, that for, for definite, yeah. But the next game was uh, a game that I'm sure will be absolutely fucking amazing, right? And I guarantee you will be really, really good because the games made by Arcane Leon are really, really good. The issue is, is I can never get into them because I always feel like I need to play it a certain way. Um, yeah. instead of playing in my own way which is stupid with this kind of ga- these kind of games is they are meant to be you play your own way when you shoot oh you get a certain thing for doing this and that it's like I want to do it that way and then I feel like I'm missing out and screwing up but Blade Marvel's Blade by Arcane Leon I can't see that being bad no it, you know it was a trailer that showed us absolutely nothing really yeah, and it was still one uh, of the best things in there because it was like, fucking Blade! <laughs> yeah, I love Blade. I was a massive fan of the original Wesley Snipes film. I was a fan of the old comic books. Yeah, Blade's cool, man. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that. I am going to get I'm going to give uh, some arcane uh, games a go again and just play them how I want to play them and not worry about her. Um... Last Sentinel, uh, that was the one by X Rockstar Dev, uh, Dev yeah. guy, wasn't it? And I was like, nice trailer, I guess, because it literally showed fucking nothing, literally it nothing. Was weird though, because it was started out looking sort of like feudal Japan, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's killer robots and synthetic Blade Runner style people and gunfights, and it interested me because it seemed to like. 360 out of thin air into something completely different to what I thought. Mm. But then, you know, the game could be crap and that could just be really good marketing. Yeah, could just be a cool video with nothing else. That's the thing, it didn't show anything gameplay-wise or anything like that, so... No. Oh, well. Uh, The First Ascendant. (sighs) Again, a nice trailer, I guess. Yeah, you know, it looked interesting, a bit vanquishy, a bit Mass Effecty, Shadow of Colossus, a little bit of Piano 3, but not enough to like draw any conclusions. Yeah. And that's the problem with uh, trailers that have a lot like dialogue. It's like, well, you don't know any of the context for all this bullshit they say. Who gives a fuck? No. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Because I fucking don't. Uh, next up then was uh, Zenless Zone Zero, which I thought looked like Genshin Impact or Honkai Star Rail, and I think it is actually uh, one of their newer games. So it's like the third game yeah. they've done that's a similar kind of thing. 
So it looks like that, just with a different setting, I guess, like Genshin is to Honkai Star Rail. All I wrote was shooting swords, bright colours, Japanese neon colourful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even write a sentence. Yeah. Uh, after that was Mecha Break. Uh, looked fucking hectic, man. The game looked really hectic. and I. Oh, yeah. I genuinely, genuinely thought that it was a Gundam wing game or Gundam game because like, one of the Gundams is very recognisable in a few of the series. In, uh, in the one I saw, which was Gundam Wing, um, there was a character called Hero and he had the, the Gundam that looked like the fucking mech in the trailer that this woman was sitting in. So to me, I yeah. was like, oh, cool, this Gundam w- w- game looks really awesome. And then it's not a Gundam game, it's called Mecha Break. I was like, what? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's I wrote, very cool. If you're into Gundam or Transformers, then this will be up your alley. And that's yeah, all I, I, thought it looked, I thought it looked really cool, to be honest. Uh, then we have Den of Wolves, uh, which is a sci-fi heist style game. I've not really played heist so I don't really have anything to go with on that. I've briefly pay, played Payday, um, and it just looks like a futuristic version of that, and I think it's the same people, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cyberpunky version of that, really, I think. Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, Exoborn, another CGI trailer again. Yay, cool, I guess. Yeah, it's made by the people that made The Division, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's like the same company. It's like people who worked on The Division. So it should be good, because Division was good. Uh, The first Division I really enjoyed. Second one I didn't finish, and uh, I wish I had now, but I didn't. So, tough shit, really. (laughs) Asgod's Wrath 2. Looks fun. Looks fun. Yeah, sort of Skyrim-y, but it's a MetaQuest game, isn't it? And I don't own yeah. a MetaQuest, so... Tell me. I was mentioning it to the missus, yes. I was like, oh, I should get a MetaQuest just for some wireless VR until I get, like, a really good setup and a nice, sexy VR for the PC. <laughs> and the missus is <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fallout TV series. I saw the trailer for that during the Game Awards. That was alright looking. It looks like Fallout. Yeah. Fuck knows it's going to pan out though because the thing is it could be a procedural show where like you got one or two episodes where your main character's doing a quest while they're on a main quest to do something like they sometimes do. They have little, like every episode apart from, like not every episode but a lot of the episodes could be they help someone along the way. And that's what it could be, because that's what Fallout fucking is. Unless oh, you're yeah. evil, like <laughs> you just kill everyone in fucking the wasteland. <laughs> uh, Light no fire. Oh, it looked pretty good, but I'm a little worried after No Man's Sky. <laughs> so the thing is, I think it is gonna be a really groundbreaking game that moves the world of games forward, but it's probably going to come out broken as fuck and take years to get to that place. Yeah. Agreed. Because that's exactly what, um, you know, No Man's Sky was, wasn't it? 
it was an amazing idea with some amazing implementation that came out half-assed and then eventually got fixed into something that broke new ground. Yeah. Well, but they're a small well, studio, aren't they? And I think they are, really... Yeah. No Man's Sky was something that shouldn't have been made and uh, announced for years till after it was much more in development and stuff. Or they should have said it's going to come out in a certain, you know, thing and these are things that are going to be added all the time instead of saying, all this shit's going to be there. And then it never was. They should have been a bit more uh, upfront about the way they were going to do things. Yeah. Stormgate. Uh, I thought it looked okay. That's what I've written down, but I didn't have a real big opinion on anything either way. No, same here. Um, Echoes of the Fallen. The something Tidal is what I've written down. <laughs> Echoes of the Fallen. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, um, the rising tide. That's what it is. Echoes of the Fall and the Rising Tide. I thought, oh, related to Final Fantasy VI maybe in some way, because they kept talking about uh, uh, Magi armor. Yeah. Uh, but it was actually Final Fantasy XVI and it's set before the final battle or something. Oh. You like Final Fantasy XVI? You got more! Yeah. Uh, the finals. Uh, it kind of reminded me of the Ubisoft game that came out called Hyperscape. Like it had a similar kind of look to it, but gameplay-wise, it looked a bit different, and it had like really cool, destructible environments. Like you could smash like. down entire buildings and stuff. I always like destructible environments. It's just a neat feature. Yeah, but it's a three v three shooter. I think it's something I might try with one of my my oldest, and uh, maybe my second oldest, <laughs> if he's in the mood for it. Uh. Then I think there is only one more game that was shown. Let me just double check. And that was Monster Hunter Wilds. Uh, I don't think it actually showed anything, did it? No, not really, I don't think. I think it was just a CGI trailer. And I think that's yeah. one of the big issues with things like uh, the Game Awards and various other bollocks, is they do... Too many CGI trailers. Uh, I think for an original uh, initial announcement, they should do a CGI trailer like they've done. But I don't know about doing it at an event like the Game Awards, where it's like a major advertising thing. It should be before, like, get the trailer ready, the CGI trailer ready, like a couple of months before. Gary's show and say, oh, look, uh, keep keep your eye out on uh, the Game Awards for a gameplay reveal or something. And then show, yeah. like, some fucking genuine shit instead of just CGI trailer that literally shows you fuck all. <laughs> you know what I mean? They think they think it'll excite people, but it doesn't really excite oh. me to see CGI. No, it just bugs it's, me. Uh, and I have to admit, Monster Hunter... I've brought countless ones of them, and I've wanted to get into them, but I never have. I enjoyed the one on Wii U because I played it in co-op online with a friend or two. Uh, that was fun. I think it's a bit different. Certain games are just more suited to co-op play, I think. Yeah. And that's one of them. It's got to the point where I, I don't know why I buy them. Because... <laughs> I don't know why I buy them anymore because I bought the last, like, three or something and I haven't played them. They're just there, unplayed. 
Now, one on Wii, one on fucking two on the Xbox. <laughs> it's like, why am I buying them? I've tried them and just bounced off within an hour. And yeah. I'm like, well, why are you trying it again? They, they're good games. You need to give them more time, I think. But I also think playing them with people is a lot more enjoyable than playing them solo. So, that's my opinion anyway. It's weird, though, isn't it, to think we're watching this. Oh, I'm talking about this after watching it. Just at yeah. the point where E3's been announced that it's cancelled forever. Yeah, speaking of news. That, that used to be the Game Awards show to sort of watch. That was where things like Killer Instinct and Donkey Kong Country and that were first announced. And big deal yeah. to sort of my childhood. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I used to enjoy watching E3. Used to enjoy getting a magazine back in the day and uh, reading what it was, or having a buying a magazine on uh, for the GameCube or whatever the fuck it was at the time, and um, getting a little disc and like putting her in, or and be like, oh, look at this cool shit, <laughs> and then it all became live on the internet, and so you just watch it there instead. But it kind of died years ago, didn't it? Yeah, it's been zombified carrying along since, dragging its corpse around. Yeah, it's unfortunate, like, because it's just the way the internet have gone, news is so up to date, you don't really need big events, you don't even need the fucking Game Awards. Nah. I think a lot of the Game Awards is like a celebratory circle jerk, more than a show showing games, really. Yeah. Well, it's meant to be, uh, like, uh, the Oscars of the gaming world, but, like... Because of the way it's done, where they have to show ads all the time, there's constant announcements. It's not really that. It's more of a advertisement. Yeah, it is, and it? it's like a giant ad for the games in general. Yeah, because like if it was just game awards, it'd probably last half, not even half, like quarter of the time, and like you just get to have that kind of thing. Whereas, because of all the different, like you don't have in. Um, I don't believe you have loads of ads. Oh, well, you would have ads, but it'd be normal TV ads during the Oscars and that. Wouldn't yeah. it? Wouldn't be if if you know if it was on the BBC, for example, it probably wouldn't have any ads. <laughs> it would just be done. Like I, I think they need to go the way of getting a like. I'm not saying Ricky Gervais, but you know, like the way he did the Golden Globes. Yeah, and hosted it by taking the piss out of everyone. You need someone I with think, a bit more fucking charisma and fucking chops, like, and a bit of I mean, I, funniness, comedian. Like. I like when um, Christopher Judge, the guy that voices Kratos, was on, and he turned around and said that everyone had been taking the piss out of his long speech, but that his speech was longer than the latest Call of Duty campaign, and I thought, yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of true. Yeah, I, I I haven't played the latest Call of Duty because I haven't played them for years. But I laughed at that, and you could some of the faces of people. Some of them looked fucking like were laughing. Some of them looked pissed off. Oh yeah, it definitely <laughs> split the room into. Yeah, me, I was like, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's just good fun, like good crack. But that, that's what I'd like to see. Take the piss out of some of the games a bit and be a yeah. bit light-hearted. Yeah, it does seem a bit overly serious most of the time. Moving on to We Play Together. Uh, the game we played this week, as I said previously, was 
to the moon, which I knew nothing about. I knew it was to the moon, um, and that was about it. Like, I knew it was a game. I didn't realize it was like a point and click kind of game. For, well, that's how I played it. You can use the keyboard and mouse or pad, I guess, but I used uh, the mouse to just click stuff when I was able to. There were one or two bits where you couldn't. Anyway, I'm, I'm talking, I'll get off track. To the Moon is a, a game about a guy who's dying and you have to give him different memories so that he's, he dies with his memories of him going to the moon. That's basically, the, to sum it up in, in the, the basest form. Um, what did you think of To the Moon, dude? Um, I think it's a really good premise. It's okay. a great story. The fact that you play these two science technicians, or I suppose I call death technicians, who use a machine to give someone another chance to live their life again from the beginning, but only in their heads. Um, you know, it, that's it's not the kind of story you hear every day from a game. No, it's not. And the weird thing is, it's a sort of old-style PC point-and-click game, but it's got graphics that sort of are more what I'd call a 16-bit RPG type of graphic. Yeah, I would agree with that completely, yeah. Um, It's not really my sort of game, because other than the early Leisure Suit Larry games and the Discworld games, I'm not a massive point-and-click fan. Okay. But the premise did keep me going for a while. Yeah, I, I actually rather enjoyed it. I, I, I do like some point and clicks, especially if they've got a good sense of humour. And this did have a good sense of humour. And it also had a lot of um, silly references to things, which I thought was great. Oh, yeah, like um, when he has to open the portals between different memories and he does a Hadouken and a... Hulk smashing things. Yeah, and a Kamehameha, and then he's like, you don't cock block a Kamehameha. <laughs> <laughs> and also when they talk about Doctor Who, uh, they're like, uh, they, they, they speak about the, you couldn't even, uh, oh, the, how did they get up the grand piano upstairs? They must have used a TARDIS, and uh, <laughs> they said, well, you know, they couldn't have used a TARDIS because it wouldn't fit through the door. And they said, they stopped for a bit, and they said they said something like, "Oh, they could make a full episode about that." And then they, it goes dot 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 dot. They look at each other. And say, yeah, I could do we watching an episode of Doctor Who with that's the premise. <laughs> and I'm like, that would be pretty good, actually. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of references of stuff and yeah. uh, stuff like that. And and it's not just brought up for this. Doesn't seem to be brought up for the sake of it. It seems to like reference something in a way. Apart from like the Hadouken and stuff, when just breaking the things, that's just more a bit of uh, fun. Like, but a lot of the other stuff does. How do you? How do you? Um, like, like you said, you you're not a massive fan of point and clicks. Uh, how did you find the story of the game there? Because, like I said, I, I rather enjoyed the entire game. I, I like a point and click. Um, it wasn't too taxing either with the puzzles that you had to do. They were all, uh, no. decent enough. Like, yeah. Um. It wasn't too hard with the games, you know. Some of the old Leisure Suit Larrys and stuff were much harder. And yeah. stuff was quite obvious, because obviously when you play the Discworld games, some of the logic in those, and like the old Monkey Island games, yeah, some of the stuff's really like obscure and weird, whereas <laughs> a lot of the solutions to this seem quite like straightforward. Yeah. 
Yeah, I which isn't a bad thing. No, it's not. At the end of the day, it's not very taxing, and you guys get to play something as well as enjoy a, a nice story. What did you uh, What did you think of the actual story then? Because I, I rather enjoyed it. It was a bit like cheesy, as it actually the game says itself. Oh, it was just cheese fest. Quite repeated, quite a few times it says that. Yeah. But um, what do you think of it? Because uh, like I was like thinking throughout, I was like pretty sure the that River's autistic, and it turns out she was. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Asperger's, I think it was at the time, but now it's just ASD and it all comes under a spectrum uh, for those who are unaware. Um, at least in the UK, I'm assuming the rest of the world as well that has uh, with that has autism that has um, has the uses the scale. Like I assume most places just yeah. use the a- a- ASD instead of going. You've got Asperger's, you've got autism because they're the same thing. It's just different. I know levels, I guess. Lot. Yeah, they've gone a lot from saying Asperger's to high and low functioning autistic. Yeah, but even people don't tend to like that. Um, it's strange because some people will like being called high functioning autistic, and some people are. They say it's weird because you're not just high and low. It's certain things are hard or easy for certain people. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've mentioned this before. I'm autistic, so... Yeah. It's... I'd personally call myself high-functioning and not care, because... Uh, it, it's, like, easy first-hand for... can manage in life without too much help, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But some people see it as kind of an insult. But then there's a whole weird thing where you've got, um, they call them Aspie supremacists, who are people who actually think by being highly autistic or having Asperger's, you're the next stage in evolution of mankind and you're better than normal people. Yeah. So it's, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're better or, or worse with having autism. You're just you <laughs> yeah, you're... You're, just, you're just a person who has uh, a disorder that makes things a little different it doesn't it's not bad yeah. or good it's just different you've got a slightly different brain that deals with things in a slightly different way which can help some people be creative and do great things but it can also make things difficult for people yeah it's something you learn to deal with and how good or bad it is depends on the other things in your personality and yeah, how you manage yeah. it. Yeah, one of my children has autism. Uh, he was diagnosed when he was uh, younger, so that was a good thing because it means he got help he needed for certain things. Whereas, obviously, people who weren't diagnosed till they were older have probably struggled more with certain aspects of life than they than they really needed to because if if they knew when they were younger they could have had the help they needed to deal with those uh yeah things that they couldn't have dealt with as easily but with help they would have and you know that kind of thing but uh he, he was diagnosed as like high functioning mid-range high functioning which yeah. to me means not much <laughs> it just means that he has ASD and he is more capable than someone with low functioning ASD. That's all I can think of. But yeah, uh, like that, I don't mean more capable, and he can do things. I think is he can handle certain things better 
That's what I mean by that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's the same as I'd sort of say. It's you know how easily you can sort of work your way through life and yeah. People tend to think I'm eccentric, not autistic, and <laughs> eccentric. I'm quite happy with that. If people <laughs> think that and they just, you know, and they're all right with it, you just, yeah, whatever. You you tell people you really know, but... Yeah. Yeah. There have been times where we've had to tell, like, strangers and stuff, because my, my, my son is, like, he literally has no filter. And some of the stuff you've said to people, I'm like, I'm really sorry. He he's got ASD. He he has no real filter. And even then, it's like I shouldn't really be making excuses for him because it's it's the way he is. But at the same time, when he's offending people, it's kind of like he needs to not to do. That. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't care the amount of arguments he's had with teachers and in in school. Like he'll. he'll like, there's been times where the teacher have come out and said, this have happened in school, and he will turn around and say, you're lying, that didn't happen, this is what happened, and he'll say it to their face, like, you're a liar. And it's like, whoa, calm down. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty familiar for me. I was doing that back in my day, but... Yeah. Obviously, without <laughs> knowing what it was. Yeah, yeah. But I do find quite a few people that are autistic have a massive sense of the truth, and... yeah you do get really wound up when you think people are lying or, you know, if someone accuses you of doing something and you haven't done it, you do get really, like, I suppose aggressive is the wrong word, but invested and, like, I haven't. Yeah, I get you. I get that. I uh, completely understand. Well, I understand what you're saying from an outside perspective. Yeah. But, um... So, do you think the portrayal was any good then? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with... um, Like, obviously, I want to say in advance now, but I'm not saying that you speak on behalf of everyone with autism. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the difficult thing. You want to give your opinion, you've got the issue in question, but obviously you're not a spokesperson for everyone with it, because it is a spectrum, and it... Everyone's got a different opinion. Yeah. But something I did note is um, they keep going about, is it Anya or whatever at the start? Because the game's a little bit backwards, isn't it? Because obviously you start at the end of his life and you're working backwards. Yeah. So you're learning the answers to things before you've learnt the question almost. Yeah, yeah. And they keep going on about that Anya. And you're like, well, who is she? And it turns out that she's a lighthouse. Yeah. And... River's obsessed with the lighthouse, and there is a sort of autistic trait to humanise things. Yeah. Um, lots of autistic people all have, like, teddy bears and treat them really, really as if they're real. Yeah, yeah. And I've done that to some extent, because you've seen where I've got the things with that Dwayne Raccoon. And I know he's not real, but it's very easy for me to fake him being real and attribute him more personality than he's really got. Yeah. And I've always been... When I used to work with children, I've always been very... used puppets a lot. And I really get a stupid level of motivation into it. Like, 
it's a monkey, but he's got an entire backstory and name and... <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, I, like, obviously, it's going to be, be different for different people, but, like, uh, and I, I enjoyed that aspect because it did kind of show that, like, <clears throat> with her, uh, it showed, with Rivera, it showed that, yeah, she has autism. Yeah, she has her eccentricities. But she does, like, love the guy and so on. And um, just because she doesn't show emotions as other people do doesn't mean the emotions are not there. And, I mean, it's just got to help in general showing different types of people. Yeah, definitely. In games. Yeah, definitely. I like I, I looked up uh, this after I played it, and there's actually a few other games in this, like the follow-on from it. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know I owned this till you said, "Shall we play this?" And yeah, I've got that many games in Steam from buying like various humble bundles and things. Because <laughs> it's often cheaper to buy them to get the one game you want than it is to buy the game you want. Yeah, exactly. I hope. And I was like, oh, I've got it. And it says there's extra chapters for it I've got. And I don't remember buying any of that. <laughs> yeah, I need to have a look at the extra chapters because I, I haven't. And I was also going to look into maybe the other games as well because I think it's like another two or three. Uh, one's coming out this year or has come out this year. And then there was another one. And like when you, Once I finished the game, it showed another two. But I think there's another one again now. I think one of them is called something bird, bird song, songbird, something like that. Yeah, all right. So it's worth looking into. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the game. Like, I, th I thought the story was really good and finding out little things as it went back. Like, as you said, you, you'd have the answer before the question. So you didn't know what you were looking at until the question was said earlier on. And I liked that. And obviously you did have the question and question answer the normal way around as certain things were happening. Really good. Yeah, so it's an interesting way of telling a story because it does chain you into it because you're always learning something and you're always finding out this thing you learned earlier actually means this and it it's very... It's a good narrative to keep you going because yeah. you're pondering what what is it with these rabbits? What's it with this? What do they mean when they talk about that? And yeah, exactly, and you don't find out what the rabbits are about to like right near the end, really. But um, it it keeps you engaged by like giving you the answer, as you said. So you, then you have the question, or you think you have what the question would be. So you play in Jeopardy, and you say, "What is a moon?" And the answer will be something fucking completely different. You're like, oh my god, I didn't think that would turn out that way. But the reason that they're in that situation, or in that specific spot, is because of what happened previously. Because I expected something different to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think the story, and it's so good, you could obviously make like a made-for-Amazon or Netflix TV show out of it. Yeah. I mean... I would agree with that. I, I I think it's really well done as well. I did laugh the thing about the olives where the guy had to keep eating olives even though he didn't like them, pretending he liked them. <laughs> to, you know, like, oh. Yeah. 
And it's weird how he ended up really liking olives, considering he didn't like olives when he was younger. He's yeah. like, disgusting. And then when you rejig the memories, he's like, disgusting. <laughs> it's weird because he shouldn't have. But what do I know? I'm not a writer of stories. <laughs> I'm a pleb. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the some of like your taste buds are in your head, aren't they? Because um, well, technically experience. speaking, yes, because they're oh. in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But experiences dictate what you think about food. I always remember being given tongue before knowing what it was. Right. And I was given it by my uncle, and I was halfway through eating it, and I wasn't really enjoying it. I was thinking, this is a bit weird. And then he told me what it was while it was still in my mouth. And Yeah. Oh, and I've never Turned liked that. completely, yeah. Yeah, I get so, that. I've ate things like liver and kidney and never bothered. I've always liked them, but I didn't know what they were when I originally ate them, and I got into a pattern of liking them before knowing what they were. Yeah. So it's it's like that with foods. And the thing is, you can train yourself to enjoy different foods. If you eat it on a regular basis, even though you don't like it, you'll end up enjoying it. It's weird how your brain works. Yeah, Supposedly there's all works, sorts. Anyway. There's all sorts I'll eat now that I didn't used to. I mean, I'll eat olives. I'm not wild for them, but it used to be if they were on a pizza, oh, don't pass it me. But now I'll eat them. I'll eat them on their own, even if it's, you know, on top of a salad or something. They're not something I'd run out and buy, but they've gone from a won't touch to a, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm still in the won't touch phase. <laughs> <laughs> With olives. Disgusting little things. <laughs> but yeah, um... Was there be before we end? Would you like to say anything else upon the game? No, just that I think if you want to play something with a story that's different from the norm, it's worth it. If you're into point and clicks, you'll probably get more out of it than I will. Um, but to say they're not a type of game I play much anymore, and it still hooked me quite well. You know, bravo to them. They, they did a good job with it. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. Uh, it's a very enjoyable game. The story is actually very intriguing. Yes, it is a bit of a cheese fest, as said in the game, but it's really enjoyable and um, a lot of fun. And there's some funny stuff in there as well, as well as, like, the emotional side of things and the serious side of things. There's genuine comedy in there. Um in my opinion anyway, which is obvious because it's me saying it. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think if you've got access to it or you're getting a bundle, definitely give it a try. It's worth a go. Um, right, before we go, is there anything you would like to plug, Kerr? Um, just obviously my YouTube channel, which Kerr9000, there's Doctor Who, horror, all sorts on there. And I just say I'm working on a big special that all fingers crossed go up like 11 o'clock new year's eve ish so uh fingers crossed i can get some people watching that because it's a heck of an effort yeah yeah uh for those wondering what it is it's actually a striptease (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's not a striptease guys well it might be i don't know what's in there (laughs) um 
to look back at the year we've had, mostly with comedy and uh, some shitting on the government and the royals, really, is uh, probably the best way. If you like the royal family, don't watch it. That's probably the safest warning. <laughs> Fair enough. So most of the people in the UK will watch it. <laughs> Select few won't. <laughs> Uh, that is going to be us then. Uh, thank you for everyone who's tuned in. We'll be back in approximately a fortnight because this is running late. Uh, I shall be back on the Wednesday as normal. Uh, and next week, there'll be a Pugsley Crew reviews. I'm not sure what the film is. I have asked someone to join, but they were unavailable. So we'll have to look at something else. Uh, I will let Kerr know as soon as I know because Kerr tends to be there, as I said earlier in the podcast. <laughs> But uh, yeah, take care and uh, have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.